I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham. Joined this evening by Matt Knight. Good evening. And Joe Branton. Buongiorno. Um, it's the first week we're doing a proper podcast live on Ampli.fi. So hopefully, you're, uh, if you're listening to this, you also know that we're streaming these live every week. Well, hopefully it is streaming. Hopefully it is working. Um, from 8.30, um, on Amp- for that's UK time, uh, on Tuesday nights, Ampli.fi forward slash guitar nerds. Um, can someone who is in the uh, in the group confirm that you can hear us and uh, it's all good? That would be nice. So, what, what is UK time at the moment? Um, British uh, British summer time. BST. Is is that plus one? Yeah, it's plus one. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sweet. Um, so let's just uh, just to check that everyone can hear everything. Um, Joe Branton, we can hear you. Yes, we certainly can. That's a shame. Matt Knight, we can hear you. Excellent. Matt, I is- am the best. Um, by the looks of things, Matt's camera is running a couple seconds behind. Um, sorry for audio guys only who are only just listening to this on the audio. We'd, we will is, streamline this. More. We will, yeah. We just need to... This is our first week of doing it properly, recording a full podcast uh, with this all set up. So um, it might take us just a, uh, a, little, a little while to get used to it. But I think the problems that we had last week in the test stream are now all sorted. Looks like it. Looks okay. People are confirming that they can see and they can hear. Um, it's it's much, much better, uh, apparently. Um, I do have to make an apology. I did say that I wear a dress um, for this week's episode, and um, I couldn't because I had to come straight from work to meet Mark. I didn't have time to go home and get one. That is a big shame, not um, really. Just quickly on a technical thing, Joe, have you got the Amplify stream working? Um, because I'm currently watching us live on FaceTime and watching the stream and it's very weird um, <laughs> yes, no, don't, yes, don't yes. do that because you'll ruin the bandwidth anyway right. there we go you can now hear us talking right. so um, anyway work. so audio people thanks for being with us if you're just listening to this podcast um, we have got a few things to sort out so for those who don't know if you missed last week um, ampli.fi forward slash guitar nerds every Tuesday night 8.30 UK time you can watch us live as we're going to be doing this from now on, basically, um, and as it's always, the new era. This is the new era. Is it technically yeah. a new series? It's not a new series. We're up to what episode fifty-five, fifty-six, mm. or something. Do like you that? think we should have made it I'll a new series? No, it's not a new series. It's going to make the quiz so much better. Oh, oh what? Because we can see how much you guys just look stuff up on your phones whilst 
I'm asking no, questions. It's, it's because I've been I've been playing the quiz since I won the last one, and I wanted to use um, some visuals in my quiz. I've right, got, I've got some questions. Some so. visuals. We're going to have a picture around in the quiz. Oh yeah, it's 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 going. It's I'm I'm going to go all out. Uh, good. Um, and for we should say that if you're watching us for the first time. Um, on Amplify and you've never listened to the podcast before um, we are the Guitar Nerds uh, every week we're here to um, talk about news and uh, things that we've reviewed and answer your questions both from live in the Amplify feed which we can do as we're doing it um, but also in the Facebook group facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds Forum that's if you've got a question a burning question that you can't wait to ask us live you can always go and put it there so do go and sign up there as well um, so we usually start off doing the podcast by kind of doing a bit of a roundup of what we've been up to this week, what we've been playing, um, any guitar news that's kind of caught our eye, really. So, Matt Knight, um, you've got some uh, interesting news about a new pedal that you've ordered. Um, what have you ordered? I um, bought, and I put it up in the Facebook group, and a few people actually got one. I think it's a bit of an electroharmonics sort of hidden gem. It's the Ring thing, uh, which is a ring modulator. Um very basic ring modulator in a sense but it can do so much more because you can effectively tune the ring modulation down to a point where it becomes a tremolo which is that's basically what a ring modulator is it's a very very slow trem and the more you speed it up it gets to a point where it sounds you know really metallic effectively that classic sort of ring modulator sound so got that but it yeah it allows you to do some tremolo stuff and it's also got like a full polyphonic pitch shifter in it as well so it's basically got a pog built into it as well and i had one space on my pedal board that was exactly the right size for that pedal so. <laughs> nice it's quite a large size though because it's in the um the micro synth chassis isn't it the larger yeah, it's in the rectangular same chassis, it's the mic yeah the micro synth the pog 2 um and i've also got some new cabs coming for my heads so i've sold my old cabs and i've got some new what, you sold your zillas cabs coming I didn't have any. Well, I had one one twelve, but yeah. what I really wanted was um, a two twelve. Okay. Oh, and also, someone said I'm a bit quieter, so you might want to turn me up. We've tried. Yeah, yeah. You are a tiny bit quieter, but yeah, we'll try and we'll we'll boost you up a, a tad. Um, cool. So um, yeah, new cabs. So, so yeah. what have you gone for? I've gone for because uh, I'm completely, uh, I suppose, vain in the way that my guitar rig looks, even though it never goes outside. I've gone for two 212s, but vertical 212s. Because um, I had one before, and it sounded really good, uh, and they take up less space, especially when you're in a flat. So two 212s matching. Uh, so they're basically one matches one head, which is seafoam green and white, and one matches the other one, which is western black so what's, white. What's the um, what's the plan for what you're going to run into them? Are you going to stack them like... Are you going to use basically uh, one head into the two cabs? Is that the plan, or is it two no, heads? No, no, I'm actually running now. I've actually worked out a way to properly run two amps wet with effects on either side, and then one centre amp completely dry. So three, so three, three amps. So I run three amps at home, and it sounds glorious. <laughs> Unbelievable. And what the, so the the completely dry amp, I assume, is going to be the Roland Jazz. Yeah. Chorus. So I've got the Roland Jazz Chorus 50. Um, but it's actually what with the ES8, what I've what you can do, and I got this idea from uh, another another video I saw is actually because you can reorder the loops. I still send all the drives to the center amp as well as the two amps on the outside but only the reverb and delays go to the two amps either side because i don't know if you've ever if you've ever messed around with like a stereo rig where one's completely wet and one's completely dry 
the dry amp can sound really odd. You like when you've got loads of distortion coming out of one side, and then and then no, one side's complete. Yeah, no, yeah. no drive at all. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a useful setup to me. I would think that you want your kind of your bass sound. So like compressor overdrives, um, perhaps any like wah or anything like that, like volume yeah. based effects. You would want to put through all three amps. Yeah, if you or, or two, if you're using one wet and one dry, but in your yeah. case, uh, down the center, all the dry stuff, um, yeah. and then send you know time based effects, reverbs, delays, modulation and stuff out to the two on the side. Yeah, and the, the good thing about it is, is that you can be a lot more sort of heavy handed in the amount of mix that you put with the delays and the reverbs. So usually, obviously, if you're using two amps and you're obviously using drive, you don't want to use too much reverb or too much delay because everything gets a bit mushy. Yeah. But if you've got one amp um, that's feeding completely dry signal, including drives, it means that you can really go really heavy on the reverb and delay and your guitar sound still cuts through. Um, so, yeah, sort of been messing around with that. And um, also messing around with the drum machine, the tr8 roland tr8 so sort of having to mess around with that and running it through some effects i was running it through the space echo yesterday and i was like oh this sounds awesome yeah I bet. <laughs> but it's just like it's one of those things that you're just like i'm never going to be able to take us i'd never ever take the space echo out outside of its nice warm environment it's, it's just too risky what a waste it amazes me that back in the day that would have been people's like delay solution um because you know they would have had you know you would have take out like your guitar and your amp and there wasn't really like compact pedals I guess you would take out a space echo and sit it on top of your amp go into yeah. that and then out into your out into your guitar amp well it's, it's, I remember reading an interview I think it was an interview with the, the guy who teched for the shadows like really early on and obviously they used loads of you know Hank Marvin was famous for obviously using tape delay and he's just like they'd break like every night something would go wrong like the tape would break one of the motors would go and so they like I can see why that in the 80s everyone ended up with like massive sort of rack units and things like that because it just gave you everything that was like controlled and you know loads of options without well with with tons more reliability yeah yeah definitely and it's not like now where you could just pick up loads of different uh, like compact pedals and stuff you know you were relying on digital systems to provide all that for you so yeah rack based stuff would have been your your option i guess if i had the money i would definitely go down the route i'd just buy like a 15u rack cabinet and just be like right what what shall i put in it i could see you doing that i could see your rig that's the inevitable next stage completely night's rig completely i can see your rig becoming like um so either three amps and then next to that you just have a big like chest of drawers essentially of your (laughs) effects all the single pedals in racks uh, like rack drawers and then some sort of I don't know some other rack based processor and you're controlling it all with the Boss ES8 um, or similar some sort of MIDI controller several uh, ES8s I'll just link ES8s into ES8s can you link ES8s up together yeah yeah because yeah, they're MIDI out MIDI in so although the only thing you could control is presets right so but in theory I suppose you could have an ES8 with just drive pedals in it set loads of different presets of different drives and then hook another ES8 into it and then patch the two together what if you patched an ES8 into the loop of an ES8 like oh, into wait. one of the effects loop eight ES8s into eight loops on one of those 
loops, going into eight loops. Loopception, I think, is what you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah, putting an ESA into every loop. Well, it's like the time. Oh, this is um, crazy. We were, talking, we were talking about getting an Akai head rush and running it into five amps. Yes. Yeah. Those head rushes into five more, and then running, yeah, basically twenty-five amps. What an underrated pedal! The head guy head, head rush. It was a bit like it was a bit before and simultaneously after its time, if that makes sense. Because well, it was it a, was a looping solution before RC series well, yeah. loopers were a thing. Yeah, but and so, it, it only offered you nine seconds, six seconds, something like that. Not a lot. Yeah, so, but oh, I remember. I think it was fourteen seconds. Was something it, like was that, it that yeah. much? I remember going to see sort of um, like post rock bands when post rock was just sort of starting out as a thing, yeah. mainly because delays were only and loopers were only becoming available. You know, sort of that were very good. Yeah, um, around then and um, and seeing people use use this thing, this Akai head rush, which was this amazing pedal that they could play and loop it and do that live. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, the first, my first experience was actually as Matt talked about there when we got one in the shop, and it was the first day. This was a guitar shop that we all used to work in, or still do work in. Um, the first day that we had Mesa Boogie delivered, and we were like, okay, right, what we're going to do is plug in the Akai Head Rush and plug in five. I think five or six. Different, what? How many? Is it six, Matt? That you can plug in six outs from the Head Rush? Uh, no, it's four, four wet outs and one dry. Yeah, so we basically <laughs> we plugged in five boogies at once on the day that we received them, and uh, yeah, that was quite a day. That was quite a day, and that was my first experience of the Akai Head Rush. I'd never really used one before that. So great pedal. Um, not really, not really a very prolific pedal manufacturer. Akai, no, yeah. they've done some good ones back in the day. I saw someone was selling an Akai, I think it was a bass synth, but it wasn't the Deep Impact, not oh, the famous expensive about that. one. The Exciter, yeah, uh, no, the it, Bass Exciter, wasn't it? Was uh, that something like that. There was, yeah, some sort of bass synth thing that right. wasn't the main, wasn't the one that everyone wants that goes for like a thousand pounds now. So, um, anything They're else, so Matt? expensive. They are so expensive. Six hundred, six hundred quid, I think, is like the general going i i don't know i i don't know how i've never i've never tried one so i honestly can't be like oh that's definitely whilst um, going for whilst we're on the subject matt should we answer that top question i know that's that's sort of out of format yes i was just going to say actually someone mentioned they've got a head rush and they really like it and it's one of those pedals that i've definitely had i had one before and been like oh yeah i do sort of miss it Joe, um, do you want to take that question from the chat? There was something. Yeah, in there. yeah okay. So, um, so the the question, Matt, you you'll probably be able to do on the um, on the live chat. I'm saying uh, mm. is um, uh, running a stereo rig, but playing with the idea of adding another amp and playing through three is the best way to put an ABY box on one of the stereo outs from the pedal board and send it to two amps. Matt Knight, um, I always thought that probably was the best way to do it. But as we were saying, obviously what you want to do is send wah, drive, compression, all those sort of things to a, to a center amp and then still have everything, or still then have everything after that, so modulations, delays and reverbs going to two stereo amps. So the way that I've done it, if you imagine um, a signal chain, so you go guitar in and you go into a wah, a compressor and a distortion pedal, and then I go into a Layla P-split, which is basically a passive splitter uh, that's got a, a buffered out and an isolated out you go out of the buffered out into your delays and reverbs and obviously your last pedal will be 
stereo and that goes into your two amps and then from the isolated output from the p-split you go into your dry amp you've then got phase inversion and ground lift so you don't get any problems and then effectively your signal chain runs into the the wah compression distortion out into your dry amp but the signal also carries on into your stereo effects and then goes into your two other amps where you'll get delay and reverb and that's definitely the best way to do it because so okay. that way it splits the signal where you don't want any other or where you want all the pedals you want to go to all three to one and then anything after that will only go to the two either side um if that makes sense yes could you also do a lot of this just with the boss es8 no because you've got you can you can do four cable method and i've, I've one question I've had a lot recently is what if I want to do four cable method in stereo and use effects with both effects loops? Okay. And usually four cable method is mono. So radial actually make a pedal called the twin line, which allows you to run one effects loop, but through two diff uh, one chain of effects through two effects loops. So you could sort of do it that way, but the problem is, is the ES8's got no way of splitting the signal, right? Um, which is why, um, sort of, after doing a bit of research, the Layla kind of worked out as the best option because it's passive; it doesn't require any power, um, and it's got ground lift and phase inversion. Right. So that's they're the two biggest things because phase. You, you probably don't realize if you've never got anything that you can swap the phase on. If the two speakers or three speakers aren't running in phase, everything can sound quite thin, and as soon as you invert the phase and everything's running in phase it like sounds like massive yeah 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 it's one of those things that a lot of those um like you know like aby boxes and stuff don't often have that and uh mm -hmm. i think people can get some real bad effects well, that's, that's that. always the thing people always say um oh ab by ab box like i'll buy electroharmonics one which they're, they're fine they're you know 25 30 quid they're great but you know, oh, would I be better off going for a more expensive one? I'm always like, going for a more expensive one would is a far better option yeah. because it it gives you so many more um, you know choices in terms of how you run your rig. Before we um, before we move on, Joe, anything from the chat that we need to uh, address? Um, <clears throat> uh, no, 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 just uh, just uh, lots of uh, no, no, no questions. Okay, no, good, fine. just loads of abuse. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no abuse. Good. It's all nice. Oh, no, that's all lovely stuff. But no more questions. Okay, for, for, for uh, now. What have you been up to this week? Uh, what did I? Oh, I went to go and see Radiohead. Oh yeah, that's right. I was one of those lucky people that got tickets for Radiohead. Ha. Good. I'm I mean, so gutted. I'm, I mean, yeah. I'm not jealous in the slightest. Well, that's not, not all of us can have taste in this Good. world. So, um, how were Radiohead, firstly? And did you get a glimpse into any guitar gear that they were using? Yes, I, I did. They were very good. They were really good. Um, yeah, it, it was great to see them do kind of such a... Uh, sort of a, a bit of everything from sort of all of their all of their records, and they okay. played a different set each night on all of the three nights, which Did is I quite good. They were doing Creep for the first time in like twenty years or something. Now they've played it. They played it loads of times before. They played it in like they played it at their Reading performance. Okay, uh, sort of. I think like a, a decade ago they opened with it or something. Right, right. Uh, but but yes, they, they did they play Creep they on one France. of them. Really, yeah, they did play yeah. it on. I mean, it's not you know anywhere close to being their best song but yes they did play they also played paranoid android on uh really on, on the last night okay yeah. so um, i like those two songs i don't know Radiohead yeah. at all find them anything post um okay computer is 
pretentious and a bit boring right. um, but you that's probably the stuff that you like absolutely because you are absolutely. a bit pretentious and a bit boring okay, those two <laughs> um, things summarise so, me completely indeed uh, uh, yeah it was really good so it was great to see them play um, uh, sort of a bit of everything and really nice to see their gear set up because um, whilst they whilst obviously they have a lot and because they were playing different songs from different records there was a lot of uh, uh, scene changes as it were lots of like everything from sort of um organs to glockenspiel was being brought on and off for them to sort of play and still stay roughly in the same place one of the most interesting things that they did i thought was uh the entire show was done with two drummers really um so yeah they had uh they they had the drums in each corner right um most of the time doubling up okay which was actually great like sounded so just basically you're playing exactly the same thing more or less i mean sometimes there were there were other things going on but it was a brilliant idea it sounded it's a bit like um melvin's melvin's did uh, a whole run of albums with two drummers and they basically played the same thing for the entire album i'm really into the idea i'm tempted to do it with my band it's, it's a, it's a, it was a brilliant idea they even found a guy who looked exactly like their actual drummer so it was like a mirrored stage yeah, basically yeah. down the middle <laughs> like. they were wearing like, the same the, thing as well I think he's the drummer was he is he the touring drummer for Portishead or oh, really? Massive Attack or one of those sort of like British sort of I, I suppose that like more chilled out electronica sort of things yeah I think he he did some because on the last album there's loads of like electronic drums and right. I think on the last tour uh, like Philip Selway played normal drums and then he played loads of electronic stuff okay right, I see okay yeah so it was interesting to see that um, guitars were actually as as always with were Radiohead there, were there any Telecasters well this this thing about Radiohead they're, they're, they're actually very very um, minimal in, in their setup yeah. so so yes there was um there was the Telecaster that uh, Greenwood always plays. So one, is it a te- Telecustom? Um, so I'm not entirely sure what it is, but it's uh, it has a, a humbucker in the bridge position and then a hardtail... Oh, really? Bridge, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's, lipstick um, it's a guitar they actually made. Um, what did they call it? It was basically... It was like... A, oh, it was a Teddy Plus. An American Teddy Plus, which I think... Um, you broke up a late... Little- Broke up a little bit oh. there, Matty. Telly, American Telly oh. Plus. Yeah, from the late 80s, early 90s. So one humbucker in the... Yeah, in the bridge. Um, yeah, humbucker in the bridge, single coil in the neck. Um, and I, I think for a while... It, I don't know if it was originally one of those ones that had two lace sensors. You remember the like the early Jeff Beck had the humbucker? Yeah, they looked and terrible. It like, uh, and it was, yeah, like a dual lace sensor humbucker. But I, I, can't, I don't know what's in it now. But that's he's been his main guitar since about 1990. I think something like that. Sure, yeah. sure. So he had that. He had he that, um, and he was he was flicking between that and the um, the Fender Star Starcaster, Caster, yeah, the, the hollow body, body, yeah, not the Coronado, yeah, it's a Starcaster hollow body, yeah, that's right, yeah. So he was flicking between a Starcaster, which of course, unless it was a custom shop, they never made really an expensive model of. It was it was either Mexican or Chinese. I think it was probably Chinese. Yeah, I think the Starcaster. he actually plays an original. Yeah, it'd be an original one. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the late sixties on that. I think it looked uh, fair enough. Yeah, he probably does. Yeah, it was a bit. It looked w- really new and shiny. But uh, yes, maybe but it was a. Re- I just can't. I can't see him playing a. a in fact, it's it's um, Ed O'Brien plays like the more variation in like amps, pedals, and like guitars. Like Johnny Greenwood's pretty much had the same setup. Yeah, 
yeah for, he keeps since it about 1993 yeah well um yeah ed was switching between two white rosewood neck straps that looked exactly the same I mean, oh, for that reason, be... there could have been more than two. Right, okay. <laughs> but every now and again, he got a new white strap right. brought out. Just every Is song, it... just and then throw that one away. Yeah, I've used it now, it's gone. <laughs> Put it in the bin and then get another one. Because for a while, so. his main guitar was actually a Johnny Marr signature. Really? That was yeah. his That was his main guitar for, um, I think, for a lot of the last tour and stuff, yeah. Which are now available in black. Did we talk about that? That the Johnny Marr signatures no, are coming out in no, black? I think there yeah. was news... Like, between the now and the last podcast yeah it? yeah yeah um anything else joe or should we dive straight into some news um uh well i mean no because you know their setup is very con- conventional sort of thing we um uh tom york was flicking between his really nice sg which is all over like in rainbows and stuff like that which really is, i would it, never picture him as sg i would have thought like telly probably um, maybe he actually, used to play tellies or something. Maybe he, he used to, not at all. Days. Yeah, yeah, not at all now. Uh, flicks between um, a 335 and SG. I think that was probably about it, wow. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he played a jazz one, master. One he played a jazz oh, yeah, master and a jazz well. master, yeah. He had a, a really nice looking jazz master, actually, yeah. Cool. But that's it. Cool. Um, should we dive into some news? Because there's oh, been some yes. stuff this week. Yes, uh, well, well predicted here. <clears throat> <laughs> Warming up. For those who've not listened to the uh, podcast, it's time for news. News. Men. Good. Um, that was uh, really loud. So I know. I know. I was just trying to bring it. Take it easy. You know, take right. it easy. All right. um, so, uh, news. couple of bits this week. Um, it's all pedal related. There's not much new guitar stuff at the moment. So, first up, Cog Effects, straight out of the UK, uh, released the Nightfall 66 and Mini 66 overdrives. Matt Knight, you've got some details. Yeah. Um, relatively new company, 2013. We I have think, actually their reviewed pedal. their stuff before, though, haven't we? On, uh, I think so. You, you've Which demoed ones did we it? talk about before? Uh, so they Which did one? the Noblest Fuzz. The Prickle Fuzz. Yeah. Was that the Which, same company? Yeah. Yeah. Which had uh, absolutely yes. no controls on it. Just yes. had a, a fuzz and a prickle control on it, which was just a slightly different voice on us. Because that's, yeah, that's just on no off. longer... I don't think that's any part of their... I, range I, I'm sure we read at the time that it was a limited run. I mean, I can't yeah. imagine like a, a completely controlless fuzz being because it's either like on or off well yeah and but that sound either works for you or it doesn't at all yeah you can't shape it in any way it's <laughs> no, just yeah do you want this fuzz or do you not want this fuzz yeah. uh, or do you want the fuzz with the prickle on and if you don't want any of that don't buy this pedal yeah um, so, yeah um, it's not but, like you can but there's no cool tone idea. shaping it looked amazing they do like acid etching on um on their pedals so a lot of the time their chassis are just uh, the actual sort of uh, aluminium or steel sort of finish then uh, with with the, the name or the artwork for the pedal etched on, which I always thought, think looks uh, really cool and very sort of super boutique-y. But. Yeah, it looks really, really nice. Um, so Matt, they've got two new pedals out. What are, what are they all about? Well, the, the first one is the Nightfall 66. Um, and yeah, bass specific. And it's a basically two-channel overdrive slash clean slash sans ampy sort of thing i suppose the idea is that you can have like a really clean um channel one and then you can have a really high gain channel two or you can mix the two to be kind of similar but you can then basically sort of blend between the two there's like an a b box but it's designed so that 
you're not jumping between two like extreme sounds like they, they work really well um, to yeah, get, it's, together it's, it's a great idea and that's kind of how a lot of companies that take bass drive seriously uh, tend to tend to work it so add a decent blend in there because the problem with bass drives as always um, if you've not experienced bass drives uh, is that you can if they don't have a decent blend of your clean signal in there you lose all of your tone basically yeah, you exactly. turn into a kind of wasp in a biscuit tin which is one of the best ones things like the Boss BB1X mm-hmm. things like the Sans Amp and the the, the Sans Amp bass driver VTs especially having that blend control just makes them Oh, wicked. Totally, totally. Yeah. So, Matt, um, so, yes, what else is going on? So, apart from the blend, so, what else is going on with the well, Night 466? So, you've got um, basically like a voice shaping thing. So, that's to kind of give, give you anything from sort of like old school, sort of like really mid-heavy to something a little bit more sort of like bright and pushed, I suppose. I mean, I'm, I mean, Joe and maybe you might probably get something better out of this than I would because obviously it's more aimed towards bass well um, I'm gonna get we, I'm, I have to give him a shout and see if we can get one to try out because I'd love to to see what it's like we, yeah we should we also said at some point we were going to give away the um, prickle fuzz um, as part of competition I believe oh yeah um, we still have so that we, we still ha- we need that. to do that we need to give that away should we do that should we do that for the listeners or the viewers or both? Well, I haven't decided yet. Best bet is, um, yeah, make sure that you follow us on, fa- you know, go to the Facebook group, guitarnerds.com forward slash forums forward slash guitarnerds forum, um, where we're doing announcements about this show and uh, announcements about everything else We've we do. We've got quite so. a few giveaways that we're going to We have. There's a lot of competitions soon. coming up. Um, we're, yeah, some when we do a new round of videos, uh, pedal demo videos, we'll have some competitions, including an Empress tape delay. Giveaway. Indeed. So oh, uh, I'm really not looking forward to the Empress tape delay one. Why? Because it it'll be going, and you want to win it because it's been at my house since. Yeah, we, and you're not allowed to win it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I had to, I had to drop all the pedals that we had. We had, we had this big box of pedals that we needed to shoot videos for that we did around my house, and Mark asked me to drop the box of pedals. I was back like, yeah, to just bring afterwards. them all back because uh, you know if, uh, we keep them all in one place. Then we know where everything is, and uh, just you know, I'm not saying that Joe, you're going to probably you know rob us uh, of one of the pedals, but you know, make sure you bring them all back because I want to know where they are at all times and what happened? I brought all of them back except the Empress Indeed, indeed there. Matt Knight tell us about the Mini 66 Overdrive then Yeah, so the Mini 66 is basically the streamlined version of the Nightfall 66 Okay um, So it comes in basically a mini pedal format as uh, most people are trying to get everything to Sorry, kind it comes of... in a mini pedal format. Yeah. What do you yeah, sacrifice? Well, I didn't see this when I looked at it. What do you sacrifice for it being Well, basically, a... you've got you've got clean gain and level, and then the you've got a, a fat switch and a cut switch. So, so the... you sacrifice... Sorry, clean gain and level, did you say? Yeah, so right. the, the fat is the same as the um, sort of like tone control on the nightfall where it gives you more low end before the preamp and then the cut is basically a preset amount of top end that you can cut off right Mm. the clean gives you um obviously some of that kind of warmth and then the gain is there to give you kind of all the drive cool and then it's just on or off basically this sounds it's it's designed to be a kind of massive overdrive that you can still kind of um, get some nice sort of clean in there as well at the same time. We yeah. need to demo this, Joe. Yeah. You need oh, to. I'm really excited. Do we know how much they're retailing at? Uh, the Nightfall is 160, and the um, the Mini 66 is 130. 
Oh, wow. Okay. okay. Cool. Um, let's move on. A Doctor No effects announced the Mother Brain analog delay. Probably the weirdest and best looking delay pedal on the market right now. Um, this is absolutely mental. I, this is the sort of thing that we need to be able to bring pictures. We up will. To show yeah. People. And, and yeah. I We're mean, obviously, it won't work for the audio podcast. But no. at some point, we'll be able to bring in pictures and stuff. I'm envisioning a time when we have a TV monitor behind here, maybe, and we can bring things up. Here, oh, can we get little? Imagine, can we get little pointers? We could get a little pointer. So that would be awesome. If we were talking about the mother brain delay, all the controls. Let's pretend we're pointing at it now. Um, all the controls are shaped like little miniature brains. Um, yes. Little pink brains. It looks super cool. Um, See, if, yes. um, and and if the pedal is green and get pink. Things sorted. Yeah, yeah, we'll be able to bring things up roughly about here, or maybe we'll do them on the screen or so something like that. This pedal looks. Mental, what unbelievable. It, what's um apart from looking amazing, Matt? Um, what's the uh, what's the deal with the mother brain? It's it two hundred and forty-five euros. I mean, that's quite a lot of money. That's quite a lot of money. It is. They're only making three hundred and fifty, and it does come with a keychain. Well, there we go. Price and justified. The keychain has a brain on it. So there we go. You know, you, you want that. Um, basically, uh, Doctor No Effects from the Netherlands. Um, kind of high quality designer of uh, cool analog pedals made a um yeah basically a more classic i suppose the i mean i'm not entirely sure but it kind of reminds me of maybe something that might sound similar to like the kind of the old space echo yep. sort of thing um like there was another these. pedal yeah like one of those um there was a, another pedal that company that did something very very similar it was designed to kind of, that's that had a very similar name that was designed to replicate the preamp of an old space echo and this kind of reminds me of it but i think it's just classic analog delay with the kind of all the presets that you'd you'd expect basically level repeats and uh delay time there seems to be a lot of good um delays out there at the moment obviously we bang on about the casper being very good from cast engineering uh, and mxr carbon copy bright and stuff so i am um, i am concerned about a pedal with so few controls worrying warranting the price point that it is well it depends i mean you're I th- getting into strymon territory you Sorry, are but i think this is a different thing it's limited to 300 and it's I obviously got a very is. unique look so um yeah it's 100 it's, although it's 180 Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. £29, I mean... It's, that's not crazy. Oh, really? I, I think, to be honest, it's getting... To, well, I mean, that's that's what €245 Euros is in okay. Great British Pounds oh, as right. of right now. Yeah. Um, We're doing all right, then. I like that you gave I, me the full Great British Pounds treatment. Great British Pounds. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, you know... Um, I because I, I would say now for obviously you know still working in store I would say almost the average price of a pedal now has to be 150 quid yeah that, yeah like, I think there's some cheap ones out there but the of what most people buy and what most people come in and, and try and of what and yeah what we're selling I would say 150 quid makes, I mean most drive pedals now that you know people are looking at you know JHS and things like that are 180 and yeah, you know, I think it's it's definitely getting to that point where we're seeing like, yeah, some it, pedals. A pedal price is almost not an issue. I think possibly. No, you're probably right. You're probably right. I think it is, but maybe not in the sort of probably not for the audience of this podcast, I, and I, not probably with us. I think you know a kid just starting out building his pedal board or wanting something he can plug into his amp. He probably wants to get just like a Boss DS1 at forty quid or fifty mm. quid or whatever they yeah, are. Or yeah, electron definitely doesn't want a Strymon. No, exactly. Yeah, you'd struggle. I mean, he wants that, but he's not going to. He gonna... can't have a Strymon. Though. Yes, he can't. He's not going to spend three hundred and forty-nine quid or whatever it is on, on a, a, a what? what on a Strymon. On a Strymon. Why do you keep saying Strymon? Oh, they're playing a drinking game on the. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, okay, the, good, uh, good. On the live chat. For, cool. Uh, down a drink whenever we say the word Strymon. I, like I was this. thinking today, though. I was thinking. <laughs> do you think Strymon are going <laughs> to release a? Uh, <laughs> Do you think they're going to update and do a timeline too? Because I think in the timeline's been out for quite a while. Yeah. And they've never, they haven't really done a firmware update. There's still no like computer editing or anything like that. It is I'm weird. Just wondering that, whether... now, you know, when companies like Alexander Pedals and people like that, and, um, you know, we've seen Chase Bliss do a lot of kind of work in the digital um, kind of zone, it, it does seem weird that Strymon haven't done an update to their most uh, kind of. No, well-known digital series yeah, of pedals like the double just, series pedals yeah. I just wonder whether they'll kind of I don't know this, nothing's really taken the crown though has it to be honest in terms of well I mean the Boss DD500 certainly put in a good uh, good shift there um, mm. but I think in terms of what's on most players boards probably you're right it's I don't think still the DD500's like... been around enough to challenge that though people yeah, aren't just going to people aren't going to get rid of the Strymers they've just invested £300 in sure. but I think when we're looking at pedals that are going to stand the test of time, I think the DD500 is more likely to sure. take that mantle than a Strymon. Sure. Um, shall we do uh, one last bit of news? Yes. So not? the big bit of news this week, TC Electronic announced the Wiretap uh, Riff Recorder is how they're actually Holy uh, heck. positioning it. Um, they've been teasing something big for the last two weeks that they've got a new pedal coming out. Which is funny because it's the opposite of a big pedal. Yeah, it's a tiny, tiny, tiny wee pedal. Mm. So, yeah, big kind of push for this new pedal. Um, and it's arrived. Um, Matt Knight, tell us about the Wiretap Riff Recorder. Yeah, well, at first I was like, hold on, isn't this just a looper? And then I realised the actual application of it. Yeah, and then I realised <laughs> the actual uh, sort of like application of it. It's effectively a recording device that just plugs in at the end of your signal chain and just records everything that goes into it. Or the front of your signal chain. Or the front of your signal chain. uh, Or anywhere, to be honest, records up to eight hours of audio and then basically sends it to your phone via a free app. And Bluetooth. Um, So you can... 
yeah so you can basically come back to those riffs at any point so if you're you know at rehearsal band practice whatever and you're sort of jamming you go oh i really like that riff hit that record it it's saved in there hmm. and then it will you, can you can share it amongst it to your phone and yeah share it share amongst your band is sort of the idea i quite like um the feature that they have introduced as well to avoid that because of course when the, the the application that a lot of us use now when we're trying to think of these things is just the the voice notes on our phone um and what you end up with is an entire bank of ideas called Untitled one, I tell new song one, uh, new song new new. I think I'm up to about eighty something yeah, like that. Yeah. New song eighty because yeah. I just I usually when I'm writing songs I like I get an idea usually when I'm in the shower and I'm like okay get out dry quickly remember that oh, bit. God. I know it's a horrible thought, but um, <laughs> and I'll I'll be like okay right I remember that bit of chorus okay quickly dry myself off get a guitar and I'll put the phone down and I'll play it and then I'll be oh right I need to go and eat some breakfast now save and then I'll, I'll come back to it later but then it's called New Song 75 yeah it's um, no good so this this, this I think is, is a gen- great <laughs> this is genuinely this is, the coolest thing defi- about this pedal but this yeah. definitely isn't the selling point about this pedal but no. this is probably the thing that we found the coolest it will automatically name each track a random name that they reckon is super cool so but, they will just suggest pop song titles to you. Which is, mate, you can hilarious. rename them, you're not stuck with them. But there's a video on YouTube of them showing it and um and, and like the guy's sort of uploading a song and it shows the name and the, the the name of the song that's suggested is something like it's not this exactly, but it is something like Watered and Lonely <laughs> <laughs> And he deletes it and writes killer song. Nice. Uh, it's something like that. <laughs> Which was, is uh, harder to remember. Definitely. Definitely. Wait, they're all killers. But, but um, it was it was it was ridiculous. Like of all the tra- it wasn't quite that, but it was something almost as bad. And it was like just have something I want to hear cool. watered and lonely now. I want to hear how it goes. <laughs> watered and lonely. Yeah. I'm into it. If someone can write uh, watered and lonely and uh, stick up on SoundCloud or something and send us the link, I want to hear that. So so um, the thing that first struck me, Matt, you said it first struck you as a looper. I read the full thing and thought, wait a minute, isn't this just a line six backtrack? Well, that's from the thing I mentioned two, to you when uh, we, before we started. Yeah. So I just, this, I've seen this before, 2005, I think, something like that, the line six backtrack riff recorder. Um, do you remember that product? Yeah. I mean, basically, it wasn't a pedal as such it was a little sort of box that sat in between your guitar and your amp basically that then recorded straight onto it via an sd card yeah um i'm pretty sure in fact no they are i I saw amazon had a link but they are definitely discontinued (laughs) um yeah and it effectively a, a a kind of similar ver similar thing to this um obviously it didn't have the kind of you know the app support or anything like that but and I suppose in a say in a way similar to the Gibson memory cable, which yep. is basically like hit record and it records everything. I suppose the idea with this is that you can sort of capture on the fly. So if you're playing, you can just hit it and it will just record. And you hit it and it'll hit it again and it will just cut it. Um, but the other thing I liked was that you can record onto the app and then beam it to the pedal. Okay, so you which could- I thought was quite cool. So if you haven't got your whole rig with you but you've got that or you, we haven't got your pedal board so you haven't got your the actual pedal but you're just sort of playing an acoustic you can jam on the acoustic record it into the the wire tap and then play it through your pedals later see that it's kind of cool for demoing neat. stuff i mean yeah that's neat because you, you could take you could take that to that a guitar neat, shop though. you could take it to a guitar shop though record your guitar into it and then run it into 
like any amp. So if you just no, want no. to demo a load of amps, plug a load of turn a load of amps on, no guitar needed, just press the play button. I mean that would be a bit weird, but um, it, it could be useful. But the thing that strikes me is that if they're designing it to be the first thing in your signal chain, so you go from your guitar into the wiretap and then into your pedals. Hmm. When you send that file to yeah, the rest I've of your bandmates, this, it's yeah. going to be like blinky 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 blinky. Anyone who uses amp drive, anything like that, like even, yeah, yeah. even if you move it around in your signal chain, so you put it last, it's it's you're still only going to be hearing your pedals. You won't hear any amp. Like you won't hear a cab modeler or no. anything. This definitely has more it. limited application than I think than than TC are aiming at. I I'm not 100 percent sold on this. I'm not not yet. Um, how, how do, you, do we know what the price point is? Matt Knight, do you asked? know? You're... No, I did inquire today, and they haven't actually released that to any dealers as of yet. Classic. Okay. Um, the sub the sub and up uh, though looks like it may be on its way mm-hmm. soon. Sub, so sub and up is on its way actually. Yes. So the yeah. thing the thing that strikes me about these two is that they seem a bit like holdover products in that the sub and up already appeared in a, some version in their bass amps, um, yep. which we talked about before. And this just kind of seems like they've just put an audio recorder and a Bluetooth transfer and the ability to record to an SD onto... Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean... Suppose the, the, the thing is, is I, I suppose that when you go to a band rehearsal and you're kind of all jamming and it's like, it all sounds great, and then you just record the guitar... Like there might be something that the bass player's doing or the drummer's yeah. doing that you're not capturing as well. Yeah. Mm. So it's it's kind of cool. To, I can imagine kind of just plugging in at home. I yeah, I'd personally like plug it in at the end, play a load of riffs, and go. That sounds cool with distortion, delay, whatever, and then take it to rehearsal and go. You know, I've got this you because think? there's no there's no loop to it. But if you only played it round round once, but, it would just play at the end. But and they have, have to press play again. They have got around this. It's it's not that it not. Marketing as a uh, marketing it as a songwriting tool or a looper, it is a riff. Yeah, uh, what is it called? A, a riff, riff recorder. Riff recorder. That 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 is it. It is for you to play Seven Nation Army on and record it. <laughs> that is a riff. Yeah, that, that is a, a famous that riff. Is that is a riff. The thing is, the thing that strikes me about it is, yes, you can do all this, but if that is the intended application of, oh, I just want to capture something quickly that I've got. You know, I've just written this, or we were jamming this in the rehearsal room, and I want to record it. My phone can do all that, and yeah. then I'll just capture the idea, and I can play it back. And it's got a speaker built in. I don't need to plug it into anything else. Yeah. So I suppose the the only upside to this is that it records at twenty four bit. Um, but I don't necessarily want. But it's, my, it's, it's not, not going for final. It's blinky, not for blinky, final blinky, use. Blinky, yeah, blinky, 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 twenty four bit doesn't matter. Yeah. In, in, Although in this case. I don't know, well, I suppose maybe not if you're using it. I was just thinking maybe if you recorded a riff in there and it's like thirty seconds long, and then you just plugged it into your audio interface, and then you used like something in GarageBand or whatever to try a load of different amps with it, perhaps. Uh, I, I think I suppose it's, you. I think what they've created is something that someone somewhere will go, "Oh my god, that's just exactly what I wanted." Um, mm. But I don't think it's you know it's not as exciting as like. No the Helix phaser they bought out or you know a yeah. Hall of Fame or all the classic TC mini pedals I the, think like I say it's kind of more of a seems like a bit of a holdover pedal until they decide yeah. what they're what they're doing next yeah, yeah. I, the best thing about this pedal is the video um, which I strongly recommend going and, and watching on YouTube because the the host that they get for all the TC he's great he's same great. guy who does all of them he's, he's so good this, he's one of the product designers isn't is that Matt he is like this yeah, brilliant, like the lead like long-haired, bearded Dutch 
tour. I've met Lumberjack. him. He's really nice. He's a great player. Oh, yes. And, so uh, he's, he's really nice. He's so good. He's just like, uh, I can't really do a Dutch accent, but he's... He's not Dutch. Where's where he from? Sweden, I believe. Is that where I'm at? Or Dan- Dan- Denmark? Enough, isn't it? They're, no, they're Denmark. Yeah. Denmark. Same, Denmark. same thing, um, isn't it, virtually? But as, as someone put in the Amplify chat, it's like, you know, they basically need to bring out something like an M5. Um, that has all of their effects in and maybe tag the riff recorder onto the end of that. They're basically saying that these, they kind of reckon they're sort of scraping the barrel, which I, I can sort of, I can sort of see in a way. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, um, Joe. Before we move on, um, anything else coming in from the chat? That pe- um, just, just, just uh, people asking whether or not I'm commission or on commission. I'd like to point out I'm not even into this pedal. I don't even really like TC stuff. It's a bit clinical for me. But opposite, I, opposite of being on commission. I've got some TC stuff that I really like. Oh, yeah. I like the alter ego delay. That's great. Oh yeah, is, you've got one of those. I have. It's, um, um, it's really nice. Um, yeah, I got. I oh, it's a ditto did, looper. I, I did buy an alter ego times four. Oh yeah. Um, Cool pedal. Uh, yeah, great pedal. And I've got a Hall of Fame Mini on my board, yeah. the Hoff. But that's what I mean. Those are kind of game-changing pedals, really. Yeah. Um, well, yeah when TC are firing a... on all cylinders, they're, they're yeah. on top form. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how much more firing of all cylinders we've got from them now that they're owned by Behringer. Um, I think they'll they'll pull something out of the bag. I'm waiting. I mean, hopefully, the designers know. have stayed the same. Yeah. I don't know whether Behringer or, yeah, I don't know whether they actually have control over what products they're making though yeah that's it it's probably just sort of ownership at the very top so hopefully yeah. we're still mm. going to get loads of cool stuff yeah. right so we've got um we've got a few minutes left to take some questions so if you want um, some questions you can either pop them in the amplified chat right now if you're watching live um, but we're also going to be pulling from the facebook group as well so um which yeah, is uh, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum uh, and as we said at the start of the podcast tuesday nights 8 30 uk time we're on ampli dot five forward slash guitar nerds where we're streaming right now um, as we're recording this and people are going to ask questions and we'll we'll jump in Fact. so J- Joe is there anything from the chat that you want to cover um, uh, so not really we sort of just uh, just a little bit of com- you know really everyone coming up with new drinking game rules all by themselves okay. and uh, you know just pointing out they should and I completely agree release um, Helix and Vibe mini pedals yes definitely um, that would be okay. cool to complete that range so, but no I think we should crack on ahead with people from the Facebook group. let's do some Facebook group and then while we're doing this um, if you've got questions for, in the Amplify chat we can take that as well so Will says I need a reverb pedal that has at least two easily recallable presets and the ability to go full wet um, the cheaper the better but it needs to sound lush um, I'm going to have uh, a spring for the. Am I going to have to spring for the big sky, or is there something I'm not thinking of? Matt Knight, um, you are probably the man to answer this. So a reverb with presets. Yeah, two yeah. recallable presets. That's actually, tricky. I did. I did read this question earlier, and I thought actually that I'm going to sneak in an odd one. JHS pedals actually mod the Boss RV6 for two presets. Really. Yeah, so they put an extra. So the normal stomp button on the um, the pedal works, but then there's an also like a more classic switch on top that then recalls one preset. Okay. So you can have two uh, algorithms and then switch between the two of them, and they're I think they're like a hundred and because it's in America, I think it's like a hundred and seventy dollars or something like that. Which okay. is obviously like as cheap as you might buy a Boss RV6 in 
the UK. Yeah. Um, but obviously, if you order it for America and then take into account maybe some of the, you'll have to pay import on that and uh, and shipping yeah. and stuff. So yeah, um, well, does it? Um, but, but anyone listening into America, that would uh, <laughs> that would certainly be an option if you've got the same idea. I'm, assu- I'm um, assuming that voids your five year boss war- uh, warranty on that pedal. Yeah, I I, I think but so. It'd be worth it. It'd be a cool mod. Well, yeah, I mean, they basically it costs uh, it costs two hundred and twenty four dollars, or you can send your one to them for seventy five dollars. Oh well, um, there we go. that was the option that I could think of. I was just trying to think of reverb pedals. I know I've got two presets. Yeah, you could buy a Strymon Flint or a Blue Sky, which wouldn't be as expensive as a Big Sky and add the favourite switch or any other sort of that would matching do foot switch. That would, so, in terms of the Blue Sky, which is the two-button version of the Big Sky, mm. what does that allow you to do in terms of presets? Is it just you've got an on-off and then is you've there got, like a favourite switch? There's on-off and then there's favourite. <laughs> you look good, Joe. You look good. Joe's opening a beer live on camera. Uh, do it carefully. Um, um, so yeah, yeah so big, you've got uh, blue bypass, sky. and then you've got um, yeah favorite. Okay. If I remember rightly, um, so you can have one preset, and then you can switch between what currently is on the pedal, and then one that you've saved. As so well. that would, as long as you remember your settings, basically for the like manual mode with the knobs, you could set that up one way, and then you could uh, have the favorite switch as well. So that would allow you two different recallable sounds. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would work. You could. I mean, the other thing you could do, and I mean, this is a bit of an extreme way of doing it you could buy something like because most people want two because they want a standard like hall setting or room setting or or spring and then they want something that does something a bit more extreme yeah um you could buy a hall of fame mini and then another kind of more that's an interesting idea um what there's been uh, on the uh on the live chat um someone's pointed out that does the moore shimver pro not have two settings and i bought one of those recently so um it 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 does but its second setting is just its shimmer so you're just adding the shimmer um and choosing the octave that it flutters at um ah. so what adding in the second switch basically makes just makes the shimmer come in is that yes. the only thing yeah it does? that's right okay. so so it's uh whilst it is a second option it that would have to be what you wanted it to do it's not as as clean cut as having two separate uh reverbs right Okay, I've I've got one. Uh, Electro Harmonics Cathedral. Ah, oh, yeah. Hundred seventy oh, quid. Oh, great idea! Presets. Really affordable. Sounds really good. Is the backbone of like post rock for like the last ten years. Yeah, definitely. And you can also get some delay sounds out of it as well. But yeah, I think um, if I remember rightly, nine presets. So, kind of yeah. I mean that would that would be a good op. I mean to be honest, I don't think you're going to get much sub a hundred quid. Um or sub 150 even really with two presets but the cathedral just over that would be a good option cool cool well uh, i hope that uh, answers your question will anything from the um, for yeah, the chat joe I'll, I'll take one from here um this will be a quick one but what is the likelihood of electro harmonics doing a multi-effects of um all their keyboard simulating pedals what do we think? Well, I, there's a fair old chance they've done too early to tell, I think. Yeah, yeah at the moment but they I they've mean, done a lot of things like the um the uh, parsnip parsnip greens so turnip, turnip, turnip greens. greens that was it yeah which was a mix of the um, it was the, the soul food, soul food and yeah. the yes holy grail yes and holy grail yeah they also did what did they do the tone tattoo 
They did the tone um, tattoo, which was the, a weird multi-effect. And the uh, epitome, was that a tone? Yeah, was that yeah. a multi-effect? The epitome, yeah. It had, but that, that had the, did that have the pog, the memory boy? I think that was the tone tattoo. And the chorus in it? No, the tone tattoo had, like, the metal muff and some other bits in it. But no, the epitome or the epitome had... Um, it had like cool, some really cool effects that you could get out of that, actually. Yeah. But the only problem with that was it was like two hundred and fifty quid, and it's kind of like you could probably buy three single pedals and kind of get some similar kind of cool sounds out of it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. This it's not something they've ever really done properly. I don't think multi effects. They've done these. I like these kind of um, the kind of double feature, if you will, ones that they're doing, where it's like you know, like the Soul Pog recently, which was the Pog and the uh, what was the other pedal? Soul, oh, Soul Food, of course. Food. Yeah. Um, so no, the Soul Pog wasn't it? The Soul Pog, the yeah. Soul so Pog. they're doing some cool little uh, experimenting with that, but they've never done a full, a fully fledged multi effects, I don't mm. think. So, um, so possibly is the answer. Mm. Joe, we have got another question. Um, um, we we should probably take another one from let's here do first. A, let's, let's do one let's, from the Facebook group between. So, um, oh, that's another one about using two amps. Robin says two amp setups. Is anyone running a setup with massively mismatched cabs? I have a plan to run my 30 watt uh, Class A uh, 15 inch speaker monster uh, up with. Uh, wait, doesn't make sense. I have a plan to run my 30 watt Class A 15 inch speaker monster with a 4 watt Vox AC4 TV 10 inch. The idea being that the Vox will fill out the mids. Is this a waste of time? Can I run them in stereo? What else do I need to think about? So he's basically saying he's got a big 15 inch um, amp and he wants to put a little Vox uh, AC4 in there to kind of give it some kind of gnarly mids as well. Um, so what do we think, Matt? Running mismatched. Just quickly, though, this makes me think of a time way back in the podcast we talked about your bass rig at one point that did something very similar. I was thinking about that today because I was listening to um, 60 Cycle Hum, which is another cool guitar podcast that you should check out, um, and they were talking about their first rigs and... I was thinking that my first rig at one point, well, one of my first rigs was a PVTNT bass amp, um, which had a, a active crossover in it that allowed you to send all the high frequencies out. And I had what a, an amazing thing! So good. Add. And I had a PV um, blazer. Bandit. No, it was like a blazer. Um, what they call one? <laughs> no, a Rage One Five Eight, which was a little guitar practice amp, basically that allowed you to. Um, yeah, put all the high frequency off your bass into that and then use the practice amp distortion. So you had all this like amazing like low-end chuggy bass. Have they actually released something called the Blazer? Yeah, the, it was the Rage and the Blazer <laughs> for a while, yeah. I think the Rage, have, the Rage had reverb and the Blazer didn't. I think it was that way around. That's so good. What's so funny about right, the Blazer? Because I know they mean like blazing a trail, yeah. but what I can think of just is like, like smoking weed. schoolboys. Oh, right, okay. The, well, I thought you were going to say smoking <laughs> no, weed. No, no, no. Oh, right, okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I guess he is sort of doing that, really. I um, suppose it's a shame, actually. That would be quite a cool feature for people to build into amps that you could plug another amp. Because I suppose some amps do have a parallel... I suppose if you've got a parallel effects loop rather than one that runs in series, means that you can... Because obviously where you've got a normal effects loop, if you plug something into the effects loop return, it cuts the preamp of the amp out so you can run a different preamp into a, a different power amp. But if they run in parallel, it means that you can still patch things in and run both into the same power amp. 
Okay. So that'd be it'd be quite cool if you could do something like that. But anyway, that's that's not really what he's asking. But he, um, he's basically saying, can he run a big amp and a small amp in yeah, stereo? Yeah, I think that I think that would work really well. Um, yeah, I don't know about. Did you, you say AC4? Yes. Yeah, it's but small, when you're turned it? up really loud, that's going to give you, like I said, that kind of real sort of boxy sort of mids. But then when you've got an amp with a 15 inch speaker that's giving you all the sub. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of how when I when I've got things running in stereo, I set one amp up with basically kind of like scoop mids, but loads of bass and treble, and then one with loads of mid and less bass and treble. So when you're hearing them together, you're getting rather than the sound of two different amps, you're getting the sound of one kind of massive, you know, kind of wall of sound. Mm-hmm. Depends what you're trying to do, because obviously if you're trying to run a stereo setup where you're a being between two amps, you want two amps that sound distinctly different. But if you're yeah. running them at the same time. You want them to complement each other. If you yeah. run two fenders at the same time, you're not really getting a, a kind of spread in, in sort of stereo. Whereas if you're going for something like, yeah, a 15-inch and a 10-inch, that's going to sound quite cool. Yeah. Especially if you bought something like a Micropog and then you run you know, the the effective octave into the 15-inch and then the dry into the 10-inch speaker. Totally totally um, cool Joe is there anything left in the chats we're almost up at time any yeah, questions or anything we should probably finish off the, the last of the well we've got loads yeah. and what we'll do is we'll be doing some more over in the Patreon episode yeah. uh, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds um, but we can talk about that in a second let's do one more question have you got anything from there or shall I do um, I, I have one from here but maybe we'll do this one in the Patreon and, no well uh... no because then let's do, if we're doing right, it right, right. All right. Okay. Um, is, is is it a quick one or is yeah, it a long one? Not really. It's not really a quick one. So I thought maybe we'd do one from from your thing. Let's do it. Let's see how quickly we can answer okay. it. Let's make All it a right. challenge. <clears throat> uh, how do you feel about other guitarists using your gear? Example: A friend comes over and you let them play your rig. They immediately start turning knobs on the amp pedals. Maybe even turning down tuning down half a step. Does it matter? Does that irk you? What would the proper etiquette be uh, for playing another person's rig? Um, Matt, do you want to answer that first? Yeah, um, I I don't mind because I tend to find that a lot of the time it can be like really interesting because if you're playing the same kind of rig and you're playing the same amp and the same guitar all the time, and then you kind of you sort of never get it's it's almost like getting a fresh pair of like eyes and ears on your guitar rig. Totally. Um, I know the last time a, a good friend of mine who I used to live with came around and he's like an amazing guitar player. And he was sort of messing around with it all, and a lot of the pay he doesn't get as, as much chance to kind of play as much gear as I do because obviously I work in a in a music shop. So he was trying loads of stuff, and he was getting loads of sounds out. I was like, oh, I didn't think about doing it that way. And people just have a different perspective about how to tune their gear in, basically. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why so many times people, three people, could pick up the same guitar, and it would kind of always sound a bit different. Yeah, definitely. Joe Branton, what are your thoughts? Um. I, I don't know if I care that much about it as um is 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 maybe um oh sorry um I've I've got to do this for for the sake of the group. <clears throat> I don't know whether it matters so much. I tend to not care that well, but that said, I am a bass player, so the things you have to control and turn are more simple. Good. 
Um, I assume someone asked you to do it in a silly voice. Yeah, I, I sort of promised that I'd do um, uh, I'd, I'd everything in Good. a silly voice. Good. But you actually told me not to. Yeah, I did. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, you just won't be here next week. It's fine. Um, so, uh, my thoughts on it are just let people use whatever they want. Is Generally, um, again, mainly coming from a bass background, I don't care about my settings too much. They're easy enough to get back. Um, and even on the guitar stuff, part of the joy is like finding your settings again and you might yeah. discover something new. So, yeah, the only thing that I tend to not let people do, like gigs even, I let people use my amps and stuff uh-huh. um, because coming from like punk people it's just easier like you'll probably have five bands on a uh three or four hour bill um so it's just easy to leave everything set up and let them use it a lot of the time um so yeah i won't let people use my guitars pretty much ever Um, if it's like a a friend then i'll let them like if they were like oh your bass sounds wicked could i take it away for the weekend because i'm doing some recording then that's cool i'm happy no one's ever gonna say that to you Uh, my bass is the best ever made um and uh but if it was like a gig and someone broke a string i'd probably be like i'm sorry mate depends how far into their set they were if they had one song left then maybe we don't know Anyway, we're over time, so we should wrap this up. Yes. Thanks for um, thanks for joining us. If you're joining us live on Amplify, amazing to get some of you in the chat. Do tell people about the streams. Uh, if you've got friends that are into guitar and they're around on a Tuesday night, and um, uh, we we promise that very soon there's going to be some actual guitar content on this podcast. I'm I'm aware that we've just got through another week, probably our second in a row, without talking about any guitars. We talked about pedals. The problem is that there's so many new pedals coming out at the moment, yeah. news wise, and there's so many questions and the scene around pedals and people like interest in pedals is so much more vibrant at the moment than guitar stuff so and it's not nam and that tends to be our prime releases that said there are some cool and interesting things that i think we should talk about next week okay um, esp have just um done a complete website update so okay. there's there's loads of new cool interesting stuff to check out on cool. there um dean have just done the same i don't think we give dean enough time okay we can, i think we dean can give do dean some, some time i think dean do some really cool stuff and cool. i love i think we should talk about the I'm dean because they, they've got some really interesting they've released some fender um style guitars have they yeah interesting and they look great gold cool. anodized plates on the base i'll do that i'll right. do that that sounds uh, that great sounds cool so maybe next week we'll talk about that yeah um who else has done there's been some other really interesting stuff recently from brands that you you wouldn't uh, necessarily expect it Hagstrom have just uh, released a few more bits and bobs okay. there's some cool stuff happening so maybe next week we'll do uh, some guitar related stuff it's it's also a little bit more difficult because with pedals with boutique be- builders we can it's much easier for us to get our hands on them whereas there's yeah. a lot of boutique guitar companies out there at the moment that don't revolve around like NAM and Summer NAM and Music Mesa to release their new stuff. But the problem is that they're usually hand-built and it's not the sort of thing they'll send us to, to try. So, um, so yeah, we will do some guitar content. Uh, if Joe has been playing some new stuff this week, that is cool. So, um, thanks for watching us on, on Amplify. There's a few ways that you can support the podcast and the live stream. Obviously, on Amplify, you should see if you're in the chat now, you can donate to us uh, live. Um, if you want to help Joe buy some more... Whitstable Bay Pale Ale um, drop us a dollar in the chat that'll be awesome um, but uh, if you require more than just seeing Joe do a funny dance and uh, drinking Whitstable Bay with your money you can also go over to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds where for as little as five dollars a month you can get an extra half an hour each week of guitar nerds audio content um, which we uh, we answer questions from the uh, Facebook group and we do uh, other topics and fun stuff over there um, 
And we also have a top tier of backers, uh, the Patreon backers. Top tier. Indeed. Um, who, for uh, well, $10 a month, um, are, are executive producers. Executives. And they get their names read out. Overlords. Thusly. Andrew Marco, Brad Page, Mark Cross, Mark Rice, Rob Pierce, J.D. Short, David Carroll, Andy McKenzie, Eric Seary, Paul Corrigan, Jack Goffroy, Jack Conroy, Will, Claire, Scott O'Brien, Matt Quine, Fletch Fletcher, Phil Thompson, Laurie Anstis, Boo Gravit, Colin Anderson. So thanks very much for those guys for um, helping us out. As always, much appreciated. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, at Guitar Nerds, on Instagram, at Guitar Nerds, on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Guitar Nerds videos. And you can go to the website where this ridiculous man here, Joe Branton, is putting up articles um, on a weekly basis. There's good stuff going up there. Well, sort of weekly. Well, we're trying. We're trying. I want to get better at it. Good. Mark is very organised. And you are I not. I am not. Indeed. So, I've only um, recently worked out the right way to sit around on a toilet. Indeed. <laughs> and maybe we'll live stream that next week. Um, or you can follow us individually. I'm at Mark underscore random. Uh, Matt is at Matt underscore Nightsy. And Joe is at Joseph underscore 900. Thanks for joining us this week on the live stream. It's all worked. It's amazing. I'm so relieved. Yeah. Um, I can't believe how good it worked on FaceTime, considering we've been using Skype and various things. Yeah, it's sounded great. It's looking great. Um, we're going to try and hopefully get better all the time. Like I said, the plan is to be able to bring in pictures uh, here, somewhere, here, maybe on a if we can get a monitor here, or if we can put stuff up on the actual screen, we can do that as well. So thanks very much, you guys, for, for watching, and we'll see you this time next week. Bye-bye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.